0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Spiritual Spiral. I'm your host, Sam Davidson, of course, go, uh, joined by my good friend and fellow co-host, Sari Cohen. Hey. And <laughs> for those that don't know or are just tuning in, learning about this show, this is a show where we interview experts in the spiritual field, whether that's mediums, psychics, healers you know last week on we had like a crystal expert on it was so cool and i'm so excited for this week because i'm going to fan girl just a little bit because this is a woman i have actually been a fan of for a couple of years and i think she is such a fascinating um impressive psychic medium uh, calice simone how are you thank you so much
1: hi hi thanks for having me on the show
0: thank you for joining us <laughs> yes just- absolutely you it's are all a in Australia right now.
1: Yes, today I am in Brisbane, Australia, and it's really nice to be here. We're going through winter, um, which is nothing like a New York winter, but still, you know, we're on the other side of the world, so it's different here.
2: Wow, I love that. So cool. I've always felt like I should have lived in Australia. <laughs> I, yeah. do, I tend to do things opposite, and I always just felt this connection with Australia. So, oh, you should come visit. Yeah.
0: Well, the way that I know who Kalise is is because there's a podcast that I have listened to a bunch called Calling Out with Susan Pinsky, um, and they have different amazing psychic mediums on every single week, and I discovered Kalise, And so to begin with, before we dive into everything, obviously we want to touch a little bit on what's going on in today's world, um, how you felt before quarantine hit, and you know what you see this looking like when it finally ends
1: sure yeah so i work as a psychic and as a medium the mediumship is talking to loved ones in the spirit world and the psychic is picking up on past present and future so that means i can sense people from the spirit world coming through but i also get premonitions and senses of things going on in the world around us and before the quarantine hit i did mention in many people's readings things such as i see your business slowing down or um, you know i feel like you shouldn't invest in such and such a project just yet And many people, my clients and people that have listened to the podcast have said that I've told them things such as, um, you know, I I see widespread flu or I see political issues coming out of the eastern part of the world. Um, So I wasn't particularly surprised when this all started to flare up. I did feel in terms of, you know, the average person versus what a psychic would feel, I tend to listen to my intuitive promptings very, very strongly. So I did feel very concerned when I first heard the news because I'd had these feelings of widespread flu. I'd had these feelings that something was gonna come out of Asia. And so when I heard it, I took it very seriously and I did start to think about long-term planning. Um, Before quarantine, I guess I was ready. Um, You know, like I, I had options of what I would do if this happened, what I would do if that happened. And one of the things I decided to do, for example, was come to Australia and I followed my intuition on that one. And I think I ended up getting here a couple of days before the borders closed. And it is really important to follow your intuition for things like that. I, I do believe, you know, had I stayed in the US, it would have been okay as well. Um, and I feel that my friends who are in the US have done the right thing and they're, they're getting through it Okay. Um, In terms of moving forward, you know, I do feel this might go on for a little longer than people have expected. I don't feel it's going to be like a two-month thing and then it's over. I feel like we've got at least a year or so ahead of lifestyle changes. Um, My personal prediction is it might be about three years from start to finish until life goes back to a version of normal that we knew before. I don't necessarily feel that life will be... There'll be differences, but I I still feel we will get a sense of normality. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be working through tech, a lot of people will be aware of their hygiene. But you know, overall, I still feel in terms of people's approach to everyday life, I do feel people will bounce back quite well. And there will be some kind of routine in our society. Some people have asked me how I see this ending in terms of, will there be a vaccine? Will it um, just die out or burn out? And my feeling is that there'll be a treatment before a vaccine. Um, you know, we really will only know when it happens, but I do feel there is potential for a vaccine to come much later, like in in more than a year. Like it could be three years until the vaccine arrives, unfortunately. Um, but I feel like there may be some kind of treatment, whether it's an antiviral or some kind of um, process to treat the virus before it really all ends. Wow, well,
2: I, you know, it's important because I think we, I agree with you. I think we are in it for the long haul. Um, but I feel like it's been a ride for everybody. People are experiencing all kinds of emotions and it fluctuates day to day. How do we mm-hmm. do something now to ground ourselves to stay happy? I mean, I know not every day is happy, but What are some things we can do to kind of help ourselves out right now?
1: Yeah, that is a great question because it can be a total roller coaster, even from minute to minute. You know, it's not normal to have to strategize on how you're going to go to get your groceries from the supermarket. So, the biggest thing that I want to just tell people is don't put pressure on yourself. A lot of people are saying, you know, this is the time to buckle down and grow your business and get out there and learn 10 new languages. And I just feel like you have to be realistic and understand that. Many people, maybe not everyone, but many people are going through higher levels of anxiety. They're going through versions of trauma. And this is not a time to be pushing yourself. This is a time to just do what you can do at a pace you can handle. And if you are not working and you have a lot of free time, maybe you want to occupy yourself or maybe you just want to sit and be quiet for hours on end. It's okay. Like whatever your pace is, is okay for you. So the first thing is self-acceptance. Once you get through the self-acceptance, there's a lot of activities you can do. You can meditate, you can dance, you can sing, you can cook. Anything that snaps you into a higher vibration is a great start. And if you do live near nature and you are able to go outside and go for a walk with distance, I definitely recommend doing that. If you can't, you can daydream. There's nothing wrong with daydreaming and you can write down places you want to go when it's over, things you want to do when quarantine finishes and just keep that hope in your mind and focus on the things that make you feel good because one of the biggest things about getting stuck into panic and stuck into depression is that you've got to learn to just snap yourself out of it. So having little triggers, things that you can remember, put pictures around your room of stuff you really love that when you look at it, it just heightens your vibration. Anything that's going to snap you into that positive mode is going to be great for this time.
0: And as a psychic for an event like this, that even for our parents and some of our grandparents, this is one of the craziest things that's happened in their lifetimes. Um, And and when, me and you were also discussing when we spoke earlier this week, kind of like what's meant to be versus, you know, things that kind of just happen along the way. So do you think that, you know, this virus was kind of, and the way our world is changing was written in the stars for some reason or another, or do you think external factors um, attributed to what we're going through right now?
1: So it really depends on your personal belief system as to how you view that. Um, the first thing I want to point out is that, you know, depending on your age group, our grandparents lived through world wars, Yeah, you know, so I think we're just really spoiled and we're really lucky in the sense that we just haven't had anything I mean, we have, like, you know, we've we've had terrorist attacks and all that kind of stuff in our lifetimes, but we haven't really had a global thing happen all at once for a couple of generations now. So it does seem like a bit of a shock. And for me what i believe is one of the main things that we need to keep in mind is to recognize that stuff happens all the time whether you're psychic whether you're not psychic whether you live on a beautiful island or whether you live in like manhattan downtown in the craziness of it all in the middle of london wherever things will happen every day in order to keep normality in your life you have to take the approach of i'm going to ride the wave so yeah i do believe that this is part of our journey we signed up to be in the physical world at this time and experience this event but I also believe that in order to get through it you've got to think like you're surfing and the waves just come and you you either surf the wave or you get pulled under so the best way to get through times like this I believe is to just ride the wave if there's something that You know, maybe you are around someone who's ill, so you wear your PPE, or maybe you get ill and then you pull through, or, you know, you've you've just got to do what happens for you and run your own race in these kind of times. I do believe it's really easy to overanalyze and overthink it and try to find answers and question everything, which is okay. Let yourself go down that rabbit hole if you need to, but just remember that, and this is a funny thing, that I discuss with a lot of people who, you know, they want to talk about conspiracy theories and stuff. And I just say to them, look, on Monday, you still have to pay your electricity bill. And on Tuesday, you still have to pay your phone bill. So yeah, there might be a bigger reason why this is happening, but you still have to get through your day-to-day. So definitely just keep pulling yourself back and remembering that, okay, this might be part of what's destined or what's not destined, but you still have to run your own race. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I want to get into more about what you do as a medium. I mean, obviously we're dealing with life and death right now in in this moment and what's happening and we're coming up sure. if we've already passed 100,000 um, deaths in the US. Yeah. What is going on with you psychically at this time as a medium? Are you having heightened experiences?
1: So because I'm not physically in the US, I'm not feeling it as much as I would be if I were there when I do read the reports and I am in touch with people in the U.S. I do feel a certain sense of a more intense vibration it does feel that there are moments in society where the veil opens large amounts of people cross over and then it closes so it is something where I do feel the emotional effects of it um, but a lot of the time I you know I I I'm very good at opening and closing my energy. So when I open the energy, when I'm with a client, I'm 100% present. I'm 100% connecting them to the spirit world. But then when I'm out of a reading, I try to keep my life as normal as possible so that I can get through the day. I do feel, you know, as a medium, it's really important to control the energy and manage the energy because we feel energy so strongly. So if I were to be completely open and perhaps, you know, walking around New York City right now, it might be a very different story.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, one of the things that I've always been fascinated with, so I think I told you that one of my favorite Older movies, just movies in general, is Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. And, you know, it's basically, and I've, I've always just been itching to have a conversation with a psychic about this topic because it's fascinated me. So, for those that don't know, the movie, I think it's a British film, and she, uh, in one scenario, she catches her train to go home to her fiance. And in this other scenario that they show you both, um, she misses the train. And it shows. Mm that this small thing of getting on a train or missing a train completely changes the trajectory trajectory of her life and the film is so well done because you see both of them simultaneously you know oh wow her this life is better for her oh now this life is better for her um but you still don't really know which one uh is the reality so i guess my question for you calice is do you believe in divine intervention in that way that things can change what's written in the stars and what's planned out or is you know maybe even when things do change that was written in the stars too that that was just a, a side thing you know it's very complicated
1: this is such a fun question to think about because it's the one thing that this is why we all go for readings because we can't figure out whether we have free will or whether it's written in the stars 100 we have free will Okay, 100%, you can choose whatever you want at any moment. I believe, and my experience has shown me, that you will make decisions based on what you want in that moment to allow you to learn lessons that you need to learn. So if you need to learn lessons about love, you'll make decisions that expose you to lessons about love. So that means that if you, for example, if you do get on the train or you don't get on the train, you're still going to meet someone that is going to help you learn that lesson that you need to learn as part of that chapter of your life. So really what I think is it doesn't actually matter whether you choose path A or path B, you'll still have the experience you need to have just in a different package or in a different form at a different time of day. So in that sense, there will always be fate. You'll always end up with the set of skills that you need by the end of your journey, but it just it's up to you which path you want to take to get to the end goal. That's so Does that funny. make
0: sense? Yeah, that's so fascinating. What do you think about that, Sarah?
1: I'm
2: amazed by that. I mean, I I, I love that you said the idea of free will because I, I think that's been like an ongoing discussion, obviously. The, the, battle or so between fate and free will. And I'm a, I am a big believer in, yeah, you, you choose your own destiny. You create the world that you want to live in. That's your choice. Every day you wake up and that is you, the world that you live in is, is your choice. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. And if you choose something that's completely not aligned with your path, spirit will have a way of getting you back on your path at that time.
0: Yeah. It's like certain things you just keep on trying. And I mean... I think if you keep on trying at something and it still doesn't work, I don't necessarily think that makes it that you're not meant for that path. I think in one scenario, it could show that like you keep on trying and you don't give up and that's a good thing. But there's definitely things that come in people's paths that, you know, it's like, I guess that wasn't meant to be. That wasn't supposed to happen today. But it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to kind of think about all the time because like me, you get in your head about it like, oh, is this not meant to happen? For instance, last <laughs> night, I lost my internet. And I've been so excited for this interview all week. And I lose my internet last night. And I was like, is it not meant to be? Am I not supposed to be talking <laughs> to police? Like, no, that's ridiculous. I let my my friend let me come over social distance. You know, I'm in her second bedroom. And but you know, those, those thoughts always kind of go through your head, you overthink it when, you know, things just shit happens sometimes too and it's hard to decide what's a sign and what's just you living your life
1: absolutely and and that's another great question to look into so um, one of the things i would say is sometimes there are things that aren't meant to be and with those things you will experience roadblocks and then some things are meant to be but we get so nervous that we create roadblocks and so a lot of people ask me like you said with the internet What, why did that happen? You know, and you need to decide situation by situation. What's actually causing this not to work? Is it my own fear or is it something that I really can't get around? Now I'll give you an example of each one so that you all can go home and do your homework and figure this out and have fun with it, even though we're all already home right now. So if you are meant to be, say you're on your way to the mall And you keep getting red light after red light after red light. And you're just saying, geez, I just want to get to the mall. And then you get there and you end up getting there 15 minutes later than you were supposed to get there. And you're texting your friend and your friend's not responding. And you get there and you're just like, oh, 15 minutes late. That is an example often of spirit holding you up, because you might get to the mall and find out 15 minutes before there was a car accident, or 15 minutes before someone got mugged, or there was some emergency at the mall, and that's spirit keeping you safe. So that's something that's out of your control, you're not panicking, you're still in the flow, and you're just doing what you can do with the resources you have, okay? You're surrendering to spirit, and you're just going with it and saying, look, I'm held up, I'm late, I texted my friend, my friend's not responding, but I'm still going, and I'm just going at a gentle pace. Then you have situations like last night where the internet stops working. You start to panic and maybe you were really excited for this interview, but then maybe you also had feelings of, oh my God, what if I ask the wrong questions? Oh my God, what if Kalis doesn't show up? Oh my God, what if, you know, like all these what ifs. And then we start to manifest and create situations that we don't want and you're not doing it on purpose. It's just the vibration that might be putting out there from your own nervous energy and when you work with spirit and you work with technology oh boy get ready for things to go wrong because those two it's like water and electricity just things happen really quickly so that can be an example of where your own energy can stand in your way and make you feel like it's not meant to be the biggest problem with that is a lot of people mistake their own fear for spirit intervention and they give up on things they really love on things they really should be doing, on career paths, on um, relationships or vice versa. They hold on to relationships or they hold on to career paths that aren't working because they are intervening and putting their own emotions on it. If you take a calm approach to everything you're doing and you follow through to the best of your ability with all the resources you have and it works, awesome. If you do that and it doesn't work, walk away. Try the next thing. If it's meant to be, it will come back and find you again. You should never about that with spirit everything that's meant to be will find you again when it needs to find you.
0: And Sari actually had such a sweet um, take on what happened to me last night because we yeah. were chatting before you came on and I called an AT&T support woman um, and it was like 830 here in California so and she was ended up being in Virginia so it was later and um, yeah I had a really nice conversation with this stranger who I found out was pregnant and got laid off of her job and was working for AT and T and she was super nice. She didn't wasn't able to fix my problem. But we just chatted and laughed about movies. And Sari, tell me what you tell them what you told me.
2: I said maybe it was a conversation that she needed to have. I mean, I, I knew when she was telling me this, I said, Sam, ev- I, I, my gut is telling me everything is going to work out just fine. We're going to find a way. I mean, we'll make it work. But maybe this person on the other end of the line needed to hear a message that Sam had to give.
0: Yeah, I was. Kind of I can
2: believe that.
0: I I found out she was pregnant. You know, kind of alone, and I didn't. I didn't really know what to say to this stranger who's a pregnant woman, six months in, you know, struggling. And I just said, I was like, I hope you have a really great baby. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, to <laughs> say to somebody? <laughs>
1: but um, but it's still nice to say something at all, you know.
0: I know, and like we both kind of supported each other. Like you're gonna be okay, girl. And honestly, I was upset about the internet, but after I got off the phone with her, I was just really excited to connect with a stranger like that
1: Mm.
0: so it could be for many Mm. different and we
1: just don't know yeah yeah we just don't know what those reasons are and I think we all try to control our path so much we love control you know we love to know what's going to happen we love to make decisions and we love to be in charge but we're just not and I think you'd be silly to think that you are (laughs) spirit's always going to have a plan and we just fit in somewhere along the way
0: Mm -hmm. That brings about the next topic I wanted to talk about, which is manifestation, Mm -hmm. because I totally love and believe in manifestation, but I've shared with you, Police, that sometimes I feel as though I'm setting myself up for failure because I am trying to manifest Mm -hmm. something that maybe isn't part of my own plan. And then when everyone says, well, you can do whatever you want, if you think it, if you focus on it, it can happen. And then it doesn't happen. And I'm trying to gain control here. And then I'm kind of just frustrated and confused by the end of it. So what do you kind of have to comment on that and how you can manifest realistically?
1: Okay, so my understanding with manifestation is, and if you really want to get into like details on this, you should speak to someone that's done like a course in miracles, one of those coaches, but um, I've done a lot of research, and I've got a lot of experience, so I can just tell you what I think, which is um, anything that's meant to be that's part of your path will instantly manifest if you allow it to anything that's not completely irrelevant will not instantly manifest. For example, if I say um, I want to win the lottery tomorrow and I want to win $200 billion, which is more than enough money. And when I wake up, I'll have the winning ticket in my purse. Now, That might not be relevant to my path because if I win that money, I might stop doing readings and maybe there's some people out there that really need the readings. And so my spirit guides are just like, yeah, no, we're not going to let you do that now. But then there's this other theory that says if you truly believe something to be true, you can receive it. So I always say to people, start small when it comes to manifesting. Start with something that you truly believe is possible for you. And that's where you'll start to find your boundaries. Now, your belief system will limit what you can manifest in your life. So if you truly believe, please don't try this at home, but it's just an example. But if you truly believe you can fly, you will fly. If you truly believe it and everyone around you believes it, the law of attraction manifestation says it can happen, right? But we don't because we've been taught about gravity and scientific laws and things like that. So start with something that you truly believe is possible. For example, you might say, I truly believe that I will be able to connect to my spirit guides in the next 24 hours and they will leave me a sign. Something really small and easy like that. Or I truly believe that I will be able to get through all my work today and be very productive. I'm gonna set that intention and see what happens. So then the next aspect is setting the intention and letting go with zero expectation. So after you've set the intention, you just let go, you forget about it. People, you know, you make your vision board, put it away. A lot of people stare at it and they're like, it has to happen, it has to happen. And then when it doesn't happen right away, we get really upset and we go, oh, it didn't happen. It doesn't work for me. And it's only been like 20% of the time. Maybe it's like a a five-hour manifestation window that spirit set up for you. And after two hours, you lose hope. And what happens when we lose hope? Negative vibes, negative vibes, negative vibes. And we start pushing it away. So don't give up too soon and start with something realistic with no expectation. If you take those three approaches, you should be able to get the ball rolling pretty quickly and just remember as soon as you set the intention, forget about it and walk away. That's when the best things happen in yeah. my experience.
2: I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I do I'm a big believer in energy too. I think it is all about the energy that we put into something and I and I totally agree with what you were saying and there's kind of like a surrender to the universe when you kind of you put your energy out there and you let the universe guide you, it's going to open up doors that you didn't even know existed.
1: And if you want to keep the energy rolling, then as soon as something does manifest, get really excited about it. Um, As you guys were just speaking earlier, I, I remembered an example, whenever I travel, I like to set fun intentions just as a game. So I'll be sitting on the plane and I'll say, you know what? Tomorrow I just want to receive a free gift I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. I just want to receive a free gift just for fun. And then someone will give me a cookie or, you know, like a free shower cap at a hotel. But instead of going, oh, it's a free shower cap. I go, yay, that's my free shower cap. And then more good stuff happens. And it kind of just gets the ball rolling of a fun, happy vibration.
0: Yeah, I guess for me, I set things at a pretty high expectation. You know, I've always had a fantasy. I would meet my soulmate on an airplane. So I used to go okay. on like every airplane being like, it's gonna, he's gonna be sitting next to me today. And um, yeah, it, it hasn't happened yet. And I always laugh. Have
1: you, hold yeah. on. Have you met people on airplanes full stop?
0: Um, I, ha- I have met people on airplanes. And I think. Okay. Okay. The- hold
1: on. Hold on. Okay. Because you might be meeting soulmates on airplanes, but not the love of your life on an airplane. Mm -hmm. okay so you might be meeting men and women that are part of your journey that are soulmates that are going to teach you lessons even if it's just for an hour or two on an airplane and then you're walking off saying i didn't meet my soulmate and spirit's like we sent you one of your soulmates you've got a hundred soulmates out there to teach you all these lessons but what you need to ask for is i want to meet the love of my life on an airplane someone that i can marry someone that i can be together with maybe just get more specific in the manifestation
0: yeah I think I do. see if that helps. I know. I'll try. Because I always laugh. It's, you know, a lot of times when I really tried to manifest it the wrong way, probably. I would get sat next to someone, you know, that smelled bad or I was just like... (laughs) Oh, that's a not baby. You know, I don't know. Maybe that was my past child in past life. I, who knows? But um, but no, I'm very, you know, I'm very uh, friendly, and I also have this way of thinking that my life is kind of like a romantic comedy, and I want um, mm-hmm. the events in it to play out that way, which is kind of funny. So. Well, there's still
1: time. There's still lots of airplanes in the future. We're still going to be able to travel. Maybe not tomorrow, but in the future we will. So I would say just you know stick with it and see what comes.
0: Yeah, out of this, if I meet my. Uh, love of my life on an airplane he'll probably go be in 10 seats away from me and i'll be like hi he's
2: <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a pilot sam just watch <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> he's gonna be a pilot i love that
2: um so
0: next i also want to talk about the way that you communicate with spirit and um how well first of all how did you really get into all of this
1: okay so i do so, it yeah, it's, it's a very strange journey because a lot of people who know me before I started doing this work and after I have been doing this work, they were quite surprised. I was equally as surprised. I never planned to be a medium. This was not something I chose to do. Um, the way I explain it is that spirit chose me. And I do believe a lot of people have this story where they feel like spirit chose them to do the work. So I just felt like I wanted to live in America. I didn't really know why. I was like, I just feel like I need to go to America. And um, I transferred with a job over there. I was working in finance at the time, um, loved my career. And then basically a lot of spiritual stuff started happening around me. And um, I had a lot of spiritual experiences and I wanted to learn how to turn it off because quite frankly, it was distracting and it was annoying me. And I wanted to get back to finance and be that person and keep doing the wall street thing, you know, And all these dead people kept showing up and all these premonitions kept coming in. I was like, I need to learn how to switch this off. So I did meditation classes, psychic development classes. I sat in circle at spiritualist church. And as I was doing all this, I realized I had a gift or an ability. And other students in the classes would say, hey, can we hang out after class? Can you do a reading for me? Can you do a reading for my friend? Can you do a reading for my mom? And I realized I had this ability that I could use to help people and it was so fun and it was so cool So I started doing that more and more and fast forward to today Now i'm a medium and a psychic and here we are and I think this is part of The best aspect of manifestation when you just follow something that you want And you don't really know why you follow it you land up doing really awesome things because you're following a vibration You're not following an expectation so I followed a vibration and here I am doing really fun stuff, helping a lot of people. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't think it gets much better than this. For me, I get really excited every day I wake up and yeah, I get to do readings. And I don't think a lot of people can say that about their job. So that's how I got into it, if that answers the question. Yeah,
2: that's amazing. Is it, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but is it possible to do a little reading for us today? Sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah,
2: okay. Do, do you want to go first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I don't think I've ever actually done this before. So I don't, um, this is a all new territory for me. No
1: worries. Yeah. Let's see who's around. Um, the first thing I'm hearing as I, as I openly connect to your energy is that there's a lot of nervousness. So please don't be nervous. Um, you know, we're just going to see who's there. And I do feel like I want to connect you to a woman and I keep feeling like she's very tall, very tall, great posture, and I'm getting a lot of energy around this midsection. So there might have been something in the chest area or the breast area. I feel like I need to tell you it's not your mother. So if your mother's in spirit, it's not your mother. Or if you want to speak to your mother, it's not your mother. But she does feel very like, much like the matriarch of the family. So I don't know if I've got your mother's mother or your father's mother, but would that make sense, an ailment around this area for a grandmother in the family? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to tell me who it is. I also feel like my neck's getting very, very stiff and that she's well put together, like my hair is set and I've got my glasses on and I'm ready to talk. But I don't have Chanel or diamonds or, you know, she's not a fancy lady, but she's well put together. Um, And I feel like she's going to tell me something really important. So perhaps she only spoke when she had something important to say. Do you understand that? Okay. She also feels eloquent and quite educated. I don't feel I've got like a doctorate or a master's degree, but I feel like I can talk about lots of topics with this woman. Um, she shows me that in her life, as she lived, she, her marriage was very important in terms of building her confidence. So it might have been one of those scenarios where I live at home with my parents, I get married so I can move out and then I stay married my whole life. Um, would you also understand that I feel like I need to talk about the letter F. Do you do you recognise any F names in the family on that side?
2: Um. Uh, in the family. Um,
1: or around this woman, if you have an idea of who it is. Am I correct? I yeah, have your mother's mother.
2: I could. No, it's not my mother's mother.
1: Okay, but you know who it is.
2: Uh yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. And do you understand that the F connects to her?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: How does it connect her? If you don't mind me asking.
2: So my it's. I, it would be my, can I tell you who it is or who I, Yeah. Okay. so it would be um, my dad's uh, stepmother, um, oh. grandmother, who I've always, who I always knew as my grandmother and her stepdaughter is Frances.
1: Frances. Okay. I was going to say Fiona, but Frances makes sense. So she, cause I've got her and then she's giving me the F. Um, when she says that, you know, I'm not the mother. So that's why it's not the mother because it's the stepmother. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Um, and she said she had a hard time catching her breath. So you understand this thing of the throat and the stiff neck with her. How would you relate to that? Just so we can clarify that.
2: Um, so she passed away from CHF congestive. Pregnancy. Okay. Yeah. 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 So exactly.
1: So that would have been catching the breath and yeah, cause it's all around her. Yeah. She's a brave woman though. Um, and she knows what's up, like she's strong and she's ready to go. Now she says she's been following you around lately. And she said that she sees that you're not finishing tasks that you've started. And without getting too personal, cause we are on the show, I will just say that she's giving you a lot of energy to help you finish what you started. And she said, she doesn't want you, I don't know if you're married, but there's something going on with men and like getting to know someone, but not like pulling it through. So this could be a friendship thing if you, if you are married, but if you're not married, it's something to do with like, I feel like you're dating people. She's showing me, but not like getting to know them. It's like, I'll go on a date or I'll, I'll have a chat with you. And then I'll just move on to the next one. Cause I don't want to hurt myself and fall in love. Does this make sense? Totally. Yeah. So she's totally. saying, finish what you started, get in there. You won't get hurt. And I feel like he's around the corner and I want to give you November. So let me know. Let me know if you meet anyone, especially November. Let me know if quarantine lifts in November, and maybe that's when you go on a date with someone you're speaking to. But she just gave me that, and she goes, and gives Aww. you a kiss.
2: Aww.
1: Can I leave that with you?
2: Yes, thank
1: you. <laughs> She's very, very cool. sweet.
0: What was that like? Like, I, I mean, it's your kind of your first medium reading. Was it, like you knew exactly who she was talking about the whole time?
2: Yeah, I felt like, at first you know i i wasn't sure but I, when you started to describe her i was like oh that's my grandma blanche and it's so y- you nailed her it was so interesting even to talk about dating and that cuz she's i felt like i feel she's been around me lately particularly when it comes to that and mm-hmm. i i i have i have felt her lately with she cuz she wanted me she's she would want me to I feel like she's pushing me you know you should be with the love of your life you should be married you should do this follow through exactly what you said she's traditional
1: isn't she yes
2: yeah she would she wanted to marry me off like 20 years ago she was like
1: <laughs> you know yeah,
0: oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Our, our jewish oh. families right they're just yes to <laughs> oh that's very sweet um and sam should we look at someone for you as well yes please Okay, let's have a look there. Um, okay, I feel like I've got a bigger chest now. My chest has gone a bit bigger, possibly a bit of a tummy as well. Um, and it's someone who wasn't doing well before they passed. They might have been in and out of hospital, or in and out of appointments. I also feel like I'm in the chest area with this man um, and heavier breathing. Um, I feel like there was a lot of lying down before I passed and a lot of just feeling sort of breathless and maybe dizzy, but just not enough oxygen in my body. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not the kind of person to complain or tell people how I feel. Would you recognize this for a grandfather or your dad, if your dad's in spirit?
0: Uh, Yes, my dad is in spirit. Um, It it could honestly be either my dad or or my grandfather. Um, Okay, because
1: I felt the connection to both. Don't tell me anymore. Let me just see. Um, I do feel like it's someone who would have had a nickname like if it's grandpa it could be papa if it's dad it could be dada. but I feel like there's a nickname there with like a two-syllable thing um, and someone who I feel like you want to talk to him more but you do. Don't get to talk to him as much because you're young. So someone that would have been around you a lot when you were younger, but not so much now. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone that's commenting, um, he looks odd. Could it be granddad? I feel like I've got some wrinkles around here. Right. I feel like I watch a lot of TV before I pass. Yeah. I've got glasses on as well. Do you know, am I correct that he wore bifocals too? Because I feel like I've got this line in my glasses.
0: Yeah, well, I'm trying now to figure out if it's which grandfather it is because... Other, I
1: feel like I'm on your dad's side,
0: like on my dad's side. I don't know if he wore glasses. The other one did. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I do remember him wearing glasses. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. That's all right. Look through photos and have a look. Yeah. If, if you do have pictures of him wearing glasses, try to like look real close and see if they're bifocals. Cause I feel like I've got that line in the glasses where it's mm-hmm. the, the reading glass and then the, the long distance one, um, real great sense of humor. But just the main thing he keeps showing me is he was not happy about the fact that he was passing. He, he was very proud. Um, he wanted to be the hero of the family. But he basically just got quiet as he got older. Um, he shows me a lot of books around you, a lot of research and a lot of studying. And he says there will be success there will be success. And he shows me that it's not at this point in your life. It feels like your greatest success comes in your forties after 41, that that's when all the money will flow in. He says, this is learning. This is fun time. But when you get to your forties, that's when you'll have the success. There's also a gentleman with him smoking. Do you want to speak to that gentleman as well?
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Could that be your father?
0: uh yeah well him and my grandfather both love cigars but
1: um... oh okay because I feel like I've got a younger gentleman behind him smoking let me see if it's dad dark hair he's got all his hair whereas granddad's got like lighter hair or sort of thinning hair at the top um and the man behind him's just kind of winking at you like that he's just kind of so saying, is he flirting oh, with somebody. me because
0: then that's somebody else <laughs> okay yeah then it could be somebody else high school um woman. he pops into readings quite a bit did he
1: do you know if he smokes cigarettes though because yeah. I've got like a bad boy vibe okay all right then it's not dad we'll do dad in a private reading <laughs> um but I feel like I and, and with this other man he does look younger so he could be like teenage 20s um when he passes mm-hmm. um and he feels like he's nonstop got this cheeky smile like he's either just told a joke or he's about to tell a joke Um, And he just wants you to know that he's happy and you're not missing out on anything you should be doing. That's his main message. He's, he's telling me, and this is going to get personal, but he is telling me that sometimes you feel like there's this big rain cloud following you around, like in the cartoons. And he says, that's so not the case. He says, if you just take one step to the right, you'll be standing in the sunshine. So what he's showing me is you always have a choice of how you want your day to go. So stand in the sunshine and everything will feel happier. Yeah do you know if you drive really fast?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You understand why he's showing me that?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a bit of a, a hoon. I just feel like I'm whizzing around corners. And, um, but he, he doesn't mind that you say things about him. Like if you make jokes about him or you say, Oh, he really liked me and that kind of stuff. He doesn't mind. He says, say whatever you want. I just want you to be happy. And I want you to know that I love you. And I've never really been that far away from you but I've watched over you the whole time it's could you also last one do you know why he's lighting a ca- show me you lighting a candle do you like candles for him or did you when he passed
0: um I like candles I guess just a lot in general but I kind of okay. think when he passed we did um yeah I think I probably said it because I didn't I couldn't go to the funeral so yeah, that would make sense that I did that. He,
1: he does show me when you do that, it brings his energy back in. Because he says, you can bring me back in any time with the candle if you need to. Okay. Yeah, I'll leave that with you. Okay, thank you so much. Well, you're I welcome. You're still now.
0: I mean, it's so it's so amazing. So something I also wanted to ask you, which ties into all of this, um, mm-hmm. which is if you have someone very close to you that, that's on mm-hmm. the other side, and you just... Like for instance, with my dad, he, he comes through, you know, usually, but when he first passed, I just, I thought to myself, I know all of these mediums now I'm like, and I said to him, you know, as he was dying, basically like, we're good. I'm going to talk to you whenever I want to talk to you and you're going to send me signs and we're going to have this whole plan to do it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it too. And like, we don't really have control over that necessarily, you know? So it's when you're so close to someone and you expect and you hope to see these signs and you feel like you don't, does that mean that they're not there? Like, what is that block there?
1: Great question. So um, firstly, I do need to say with your situation, I feel he's right next to granddad and then they come through like this. And so you need time for them to separate. If, if you were in a private reading, they would probably separate and you'd hear from dad. But I feel like he's so close with granddad that whenever granddad comes through, you just feel granddad. Um, I do also feel like the reason for that is granddad's looking after him. So his dad is still nursing him and getting his energy up in the spirit world, particularly if a spirit had a very traumatic or intense passing, they will spend many years almost like annexed to or tied to an existing spirit that's been there longer. So that's very common. I see that a lot with my own grandma. She always comes through with her mother whenever she comes through and she passed of cancer. So hers was like a long, drawn out, intense passing. So I feel like that's the first thing. Okay, so that makes sense. So they're still kind of like nursing him in the spirit world, nursing his energy. So then the next thing that can happen, which is part of it, but I don't feel as much with you. I, I reckon with you, it feels like he's building his energy. But I feel like the second part is with a lot of people that either you're too tired to remember the dreams you have with him which can be very common when we're going through grief because we get so tired and so all over the place that we don't realize spirit's actually talking to us. Or you might be so close to a spirit that any connection, any communication will be very traumatic and take you right back into the puddle of grief. And so they know that and they're waiting for you to get strong. They're waiting for you to get over the grief so they can communicate in a way that won't hinder your progress. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Because otherwise, if he came through to say hi, you might be so overwhelmed by that experience that, or one might be, that we would just cry for another four days and it would regress our healing. So there's two aspects to it there's his healing and there's our healing. I really truly feel your dad is very much around you, and I feel like he will make himself more known as time goes on.
0: I do think it's his healing for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And as far as time, is it like, is it a social construct? Like, is it real? Because how people may, might feel on the other side of this was a year to me, in my mind, and then uh, in, uh, on Earth, on this plane, people are like, that one year for them was 10 years for us. Like, how does yes. that, like, is that what that is? Like, I, you know, because it's hard to wrap your mind around, for sure.
1: I believe so. I believe, you know, what feels like a year for us feels like a minute for them. I believe that time isn't linear and that you know you can stretch time, you can speed time up, you can slow time down. I just did it earlier this morning because I had a bunch of errands to run and didn't want to be late to talk to you. <laughs> um but I know for sure with spirit time it moves much faster than our time and I actually feel like that's why in readings sometimes they'll say, you know, it's just around the corner and you're like that was 4 years ago. What do they mean just around the corner? But for them it's just around the corner or they'll say i'll see you very soon you know and you know you're not going to see them for another 30 years because you've got the rest of your life ahead of you um but time moves very quickly for them in comparison to what it does for us they're on a different plane they live on a much higher vibration and you know we have lessons to learn and some of those lessons we have to learn without them physically here with them as our guides mm-hmm.
2: Are there certain signs that we can look out for that we can be sensitive to with people who have crossed over?
1: Yes, absolutely. So one thing you can look out for is number patterns. That's a really common one that people tend to find as a clear sign. So you might look at the phone and you're thinking about dad and all of a sudden, it's 1111 11, or it's 222 or it's 444 now when you've been thinking about a spirit and you see something like that you know that's a sign for a spirit maybe you open your front door and there's a feather on the doormat I've had that happen like 20 times just in the past couple of years and when it's somewhere right on the doormat things like that I know it's not just a bird flying past um, there, there's usually like the sign and then there's an extra element. Or, um, and I just did a podcast about this as well. So we can talk about that later, but another really cool story that I tell on that podcast is how spirits can use their name to communicate with you. So maybe your dad's name was Jack. And then for the the rest of the week, you meet five people named Jack. And of course, you know, that's the week that your dad's birthday was. And now you're meeting all these people called Jack. Of course, that's a sign from your dad. Or maybe you see someone (laughs) And this one's hilarious because it can be so confronting where you see someone at the mall or on the train or at a friend's wedding. And it looks just like your dad and you swear to God, it's your dad. And you know, it's your dad or a car drives past, and it's your dad driving it. And you're like, How is that? I just, you know, and I've walked up to people at airports and just stared at them like this. Me, I know that's my friend's mom. I know that's my friend's mom, but it's not. And this, you know, this poor lady from Ohio is just standing there staring at me like, why are you? You know, and it, and I'm, I can't say to her, oh, you look like a dead person, I know. But, um, but it's true, spirit can do that as a sign as well. So there's lots of fun ways that they communicate with us. It's not just flicking the lights and turning the taps on and off. They can do some pretty cool things now and then as well.
0: Well, and I always too, um, when I was little, I thought that I would hear, hear as though I was wearing a hearing aid a lot of the time, which I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just came into my ear a second ago. And like, you know, the older I've gotten, the more research I've done into all of this, you know, what I've heard is that, you know, hearing that kind of buzzing, um, you know, it almost sounds like you hit, um, I don't know, what are the, what are those triangle things? Like, it's it's that vibration. So what does that mean to you?
1: So that, to me, is a version of clairaudience. Obviously, I have to start with the caveat of I'm not a doctor. Make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you don't have Meniere's disease, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, from a spiritual perspective, that can be clairaudience. And that's what it feels like. As, an, as a psychic and a medium, when you go to sleep, that is the loudest time of the day. Silence is so loud when you're a psychic. <laughs> um, and it does. It sounds like the way I describe it to people is that it sounds like you're at a cafe sitting at a table in the corner of the room. There's background noise, there's conversations, there's people chattering, there's people walking in and out, and that's just my bedroom, sounds like that. So when you sit quietly and you meditate, you will tune into that vibration, you'll hear a lot. You might hear static, you might hear voices, you might hear a humming or a beeping sound, but that sound will, the more you tune into it, will eventually become chatter, which will eventually become conversation, which will eventually become direct voice, and allow you to communicate with the spirit world
2: i want to ask you randomly since you just mm. just touched on it a little bit is there something to do with that with white noise in terms of external white
1: noise or internal white noise?
2: vibration external like the, is there like a vibration or a frequency to it that that is separate from
1: like is there something special to that there could be. Am I, the, the way I would describe it is that anything of the physical plane will have a physical vibration. So the, the way in which white noise could trigger you to connect to the spirit world would be if you find it calming and if you find it centering. That's the only way that I really believe white noise could allow you to, to open a gateway or a vortex into another vibration. So it's something to focus on as a candle is, as a meditation music is, or like a cloud, anything beautiful as sunset, it's something to focus on, to allow your mind to be calm, to tune into the vibration of spirit and open you up to another realm. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, it could even be like, for me, rain that like, I let, if I can't sleep, I play rain on my phone. Um, And it's weird. Like I was staying at my cousin's and she has this little kid and I love him love my love him so much, but he's loud in the mornings and he stresses me out. And when I was staring there, I just like started playing the rain and I fell back asleep. And she's like, was it raining in your room? What are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I just, it, it always has made me feel better, which is odd. But yeah, whatever you can get to get in the mood um, and be open to receiving. Uh, but you know, also being so open to receiving things for you, I'm sure that you do everything that you can and you're supposed to, to protect yourself but there's not always all good things over there that are coming through right I mean how do you kind of make sure that you keep it clean and positive and that kind of thing
1: so I really find that I control what I receive in the sense that if I'm in a good mood or if I'm in a good place I receive good things if I ever start to feel weird energy then I start to ask myself right what am I feeling to connect to this or what, where am I? So sometimes if I'm staying at a hotel, um, you know, for example, and the room just feels really creepy, I'll ask to switch rooms. I am a nightmare client in that way, like a nightmare hotel customer, because if I don't like the room, I'm asking to, sometimes i switch rooms like two or three times just because it feels weird. (laughs) Um, So firstly, I try to avoid getting myself in situations where um, the energy is not good. But if you are healthy and you're in a good spot, um, you know, and you're going through good things, you will only receive good messages from spirit. Mm-hmm. The 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 stuff that people talk about, where it's negative energy or um, you know loud noises or a lot of that psychic debris, that's not spirit communication. So psychic debris is um, something where a really angry person will walk into the room, scream, and walk out, and there's a lot of angry energy left in the room. So you either choose to connect that angry energy or calm yourself and put out calm energy and sort of like clean it and erase it in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Good. Mm. To clear that out well I know that you also have a podcast that um I really love as well that you do and you guys just started up again um, can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and the things that yeah. you talk about and you know that you you guys have all such good energy together
1: <laughs> for sure thanks so the the other podcast that I've been working On his third eye mind, and that's me and two of my friends. And I think part of the reason why we have so much fun doing it is because we're all friends in general. Anyway, we're not just three people that got cast together by a network. And we started doing this podcast because we just wanted to talk about things that the networks wouldn't let us talk about. So we talk about the truth behind mediumship, the truth behind being psychic, how we feel the spirit world works. We've got episodes coming up about um, pet communication, animal communication. Um, signs from spirit, which is a subject we touched on today. Um, how to interpret your dreams. Um, what's the difference? Like, do twins have telepathy? Are you psychic or are you just insane? You know, like, we, got, we, we don't hold back because we don't have to because we're unregulated in that sense. Um, so it definitely becomes more of a fun show when there's less rules.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so fun. This yeah. is amazing. I want to, I'm, I'm tuning in now, cool. Yeah,
1: you can find a Google Play on iTunes, Third Eye Mind. Um, and we took a pun on the band Third Eye Blind. Hopefully they don't mind if they ever hear our podcast. Um, but we just thought it was really fun because that's just what we wanted to do.
0: I know. I always think of them. I'm like, it's, it's not Third Eye Blind. It's Third Eye Mind. Like, I get it. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Love Third Eye Blind. Uh, Sari, do you have any last questions for the mm. amazing Calise?
2: I just want to thank you. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and thank you for my first reading. This
1: was a great. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: It was such a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: And uh, where can everyone find you on Instagram, your website, if they want to book a reading for you, anything like that?
1: Absolutely. The best way to book a reading is to click on my website, which is Um, You can find me on Instagram at Simone. And those are pretty much the two main ways to find me. If you want to email me, it's just contact at com, And that goes directly to me, to my inbox.
0: Well, this has been so, so much fun for me and for us. Thank you guys again. And we love that we're getting new viewers that are looking forward to the show every week. I got a message last week and it warmed my heart so much because I get so much out of these shows and I'm glad to hear that other people are as well. So you should follow um, our show on iTunes at Spiritual Spiral Show slide into the DMs, I will always, you know, me or Sarah will always answer, and um, if you want any topics you want discussed or questions or suggestions for guests, uh, we're always there, and of course, you can find Sarah at The Savvy Scribbler on Instagram, and yep, there she is, <laughs> right away, and you can find me at SamD43, and Khalees, it has been a pleasure, and I know we will keep in touch, and I'm so happy that you're doing well in Australia. Hopefully it'll be safe enough to come back within the next few months for you.
1: I hope so too. Thanks guys. Okay. Bye guys.
0: Thank you.